0: Well, well, well. well. <laughs> Be too it. Well, well, well. We are back. Hello. Hello. Already talking over each other. Yeah. How's Puerto Rico? Um, it's great. It's great. It's it's so funny. Like I'm so I got so used to basement dwelling in Courtney's apartment. Right, sure. Which which I love Courtney so much, but her basement does feel fully like the lower level. Um, to quote Luann. It is not a luxurious experience, although it is a spacious one and it's great to have privacy. It's not exactly a luxury. Mm-hmm. So I've gotten so used to that. So when I got home, I was like, oh, oh, this is so nice. Like right. I get to dwell here. Oh my right, gosh. Right. I forgot about it. The lower level. It's so funny. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a sprawling basement, but it does it doesn't, you know, have a whole lot of natural light. Correct, correct. And your your home is, you know, much nicer. So I I'm glad you're back. You know, with your your comforts of home. Truly. Thank, thank, thank you. How are you doing? Um, I'm good. I mean, I had a chaotic day yesterday. I basically you gave me your cold, and I know you yes. you're denying it. You're like, I didn't give this to you. You did. No, I, I literally just said yes, but okay, continue. yesterday you denied it though over the phone. I have it recorded. Um. where You you said I didn't give this to you. Wait, are you recording my phone our phone calls? Just in case. <laughs> you just said I have it recorded. I don't what? know, I'm not recording. I don't have it recorded. But just, you know, keeping you on your toes. You mm. did deny this yesterday. Yesterday you were a denier. Um, I'm glad you've come around. But You got the cold that everyone in our family has gotten. Is it from I, I don't know there were four other people? I think no one's had it as bad as, as you had it until me. Like you gave me the worst strain. Oh, gosh. It's all your fault. It's all your fault. Uh, So anyways, I was supposed to fly to New York tomorrow night and begin my new life there. But thanks to you, my new life is on hold. And I am currently trying to fly out like this weekend once I'm just like fully better, which I should be. I'm already feeling a lot better. I know I probably sound congested. But I marched my little booty to Walgreens and bought the nice Mucinex they offer. I had to show my ID to buy said mucinex. I don't know why wow. you have to show your ID to buy mucinex. Like it does mean are some of the properties of mucinex in like meth or something? I think teenagers do use it to get high. Mucinex? I, I wish I was. Any feeling sort high. of like any if you drink it in excess, I'm pretty sure it gives you a high. Well, I don't really like well, I've been taking the recommended dose and have been, you know, basically been feeling nothing. Um So anyways, I bought the nicest Mucinex they offer, not to brag, but my card card did not get declined as I bought Mucinex DM Extreme Severe, name brand also, did not buy the CBS brand. Okay, thank you. um, And so I'm hoping that if I just do this around the clock, I've been drinking a lot of Pedialyte, you know, taking it easy, I hope that I will be able to start my new life in New York come this weekend. But this is all your fault. I do have bad news for you. I what? still feel extremely fatigued. Like- oh, I don't feel fatigued at all. Like fatigue isn't. Oh, that's good. I mean, I think you're probably just fatigued from, you know, having a weak constitution. <laughs> probably. I am quite frail. Right. Um. But I don't like, I don't feel fatigued. It's just like the other night I like had to wake up in the middle of the night and like blow my nose, which was like ugh, something's amiss. That did not happen to me last night. Uh, knock on wood. So I'm wow. hoping that I can just continue to get you know ample sleep, drink lots of fluids, um, and be well by next weekend. Because do you want to? Okay, do- go ahead. So here's the thing: I, I we know it's not COVID because you got tested twice, and. Um, I've been vaccinated and everything. So we know it's just the common cold, but I just have forgotten how long it takes to get over these damn things. And I would usually just, you know, fly to New York, but now I feel like weird about traveling when I'm slightly sick. And the other factor is that I'm supposed to meet Ben's whole family next weekend. Mm -hmm. And so like there's a chance that if I fly to New York too early, I give it to Ben and then Ben gives it to his whole family and boom, there's my first impression. Here's a cold that lasts for two weeks. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Um, and if you're particularly, you know, sickly, it'll last forever. Like in my case. Right, right. If you're super fragile. You know, I think that his family, you should text all of them and let them know, as you're letting our listeners know, like the status of your mucus levels and the fact that you're postponing, you know, shacking up with him. Until... We're not shacking up for the record. Whatever. We're not shacking up. I have Whatever. my own place. He has his own place. We're not. How often up. will you sleep there? That's the question. Um, That's the, yet to be seen. I don't know. I don't. Know I, do- I can't start my life there. Because of you. I'm, I'm just saying, <laughs> you should text them daily updates. That way they know about how incredibly considerate you are. Well, I just, yeah, I hope he's seeing how considerate I'm being. I mean, I cancel my flight. No, text had... his whole family. Get like his family Oh, I group should get text. in the family group text. Yeah. Hey, yeah. guys. I know we haven't <laughs> met yet, but I just want you to know, like, I'm keeping an eye on things. I'll give you daily updates so you can know the, what's going the on. The funny thing is there are people out there that would do that that would like that like would text that long text to a bunch of people with like frequent updates they're also the same people who use like 12 emojis Mm -hmm. after like a three paragraph text right right mom's on facebook status i digress yes okay well what else is going on beyond your you know ailment um i have bought a lot of clothes off of courtney much to my bank accounts judgment is this, is this all on loan, or did this you actually is, pay no, cash? This is, yeah, this is on my tab. I haven't fulfilled any of those Venmo requests, but you know my bank account's already feeling it. Speaking of Venmo requests, I'm still waiting on you to fulfill a few. Well, of Well, I'm still waiting on and to fulfill one of mine. For the record, if we're gonna play oh this my game, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna fulfill that. You know, f- with, feel free to remind him. My next him. pay cycle. I I think I already did. He literally, or just text him. He literally like, it's just annoying. I'm gonna text like him right he, now. What do I just say? Can I say like, yo, bro, like. What's casual? Just be like, now? "Hey, yo, can you hit can you hit me back on Venmo for that yo, request? Can you? Bitches yo, broke. Yo, can you hit me? Can you fulfill that? Can Venmo? you hit me? Can you fulfill that Venmo that Venmo request? Can you D A T. Can you fulfill? Just that be like Venmo. I'm literally gonna send the Venmo request. Yeah, do it. Credit card bill is due. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> With like three u's and two e's i'm gonna just C C. bill is do. <laughs> okay done uh, <laughs> i never text it. like this but I just <laughs> he will let <laughs> should I send a bunch of emojis for forever should I, send, should I send a bunch of emojis um well, i think you should probably just leave it there i was gonna send like the heart then the crown then the, the snowflake but the wait. money eyes The cash, the gun, the I actually just sent a bunch of flying cash. I just sent like five flying caches. Okay. Wow. How how charming. Let's see. Um, Excellent. Well, excellent. I do have to tell you, I did have an experience flying back that I would like to talk about. He already fulfilled it. He just did. Maybe he's listening. Kagan, thank you. (laughs) He's not listening. There's no way he could be listening to this. He just got your text. He's Um, listening. He's literally, he's so invested in this podcast. He's literally listening as you record it okay can i tell you about my experience flying back to puerto rico yes you flew business class and like i just i'm not prepared for you to be a person who flies business class all the time honestly it was fantastic <sighs> full lay down and this is not something we either of us was expecting we didn't know before we got on the plane we just thought it was going to be like the extra large seats so annoying it's really frustrating well, kagan has back problems so he well, can't don't sit. have back problems? I know, but I can't not sit by my partner. Oh, really? Really? <laughs> yeah. Taken just responded and said, "No problem!" Exclamation point. So I think we're good. He's not mad at me. Yeah, he's not mad at you. Um, he's just as lazy when it comes to FOMA requests. All I'm saying is that it was like it's it's literally it was an ecstatic experience. I've never flo- flown with like a lay down seat before, and like you can fully, Chandler, like stretch out. Like I like to sleep on my stomach. I could fully sleep on my stomach. I had my pillow there, luckily. I'm just saying it's worth swinging for it if you can do it. I, at the rate at which Kagan is refilling my Venmo request, I'm not going to be able to fly business class (laughs) anytime soon. So this is just like rubbing salt in the wound. Well, what's hilarious is we have a Upcoming like potential Hawaii trip as a family, yeah. Um, and I was looking at flights and I'm like, well, it's three thousand for business class. Yes. It's too expensive. I can't afford it. Well, like, There's a chance I might not go. It's three thousand for business class, and we're just like, <laughs> bitch, just don't fly business class. It's like very easy. This is just like a check a different box. Well, it's just different though when the flight is. It's a seventeen hour journey. Okay, that's different than like. I'm. Am no, I supposed to feel bad for you right now? Yeah, you are. Like flying to Hawaii from Puerto Rico is seriously like takes oh, seventeen flying from hours. Beach vacation to the next is just so hard. Honestly, if you want to get from a tropical climate to another tropical climate across the earth, it's a far distance. That's what we're learning here today on Pop Apologist. Wow. Okay. Anyways, I don't feel bad. Anyway, can I'm gonna... coached like the rest of us. All right. I'm gonna be in. <sighs> I was in twenty-seven E on my flight to I Utah. Weren't... I will never fly coach again. I will fly. I will fly. You know what? If you're never going to fly coach again, then I will never feel bad about reminding you for my Venmo requests. All right. Okay. That's fine. Don't feel bad. I, here's the thing. I will fly economy plus or exit row seat, which really takes the sting out of things. Um, but The the sting, she's like just being pedestrian, you know, flying economy. It's just the sting, you know? economy is miserable it's just honestly like i'm i'm actually like too old and frail for that at this point in my life i'm not like this young buck who can just be like i don't know like folded like a pretzel for eight hours and then feel fine after like i need my rest yeah yeah anyway (sighs) well all right Okay. Okay. Today we have our interview with our older sister, Ash. Um, Chan. This was such a fun interview. It was so great to have her on. Mm-hmm. Do you have any commentary for the listeners on this interview? I mean, I was just happy that we were. I was able to drum up so many memories with her because I actually have zero recollection of her ever living in the same house as me because we're so far <laughs> apart in age. So, how far apart are you guys? I mean, how old is she? Third. 37, 26, 25. I'm like 11 or 12 years. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Zero memories. That's true. By the time you're six, she's out of the house. That's pretty jarring. Yeah. I mean, I have no memories of Courtney either before Wyatt. You don't have any memories of Courtney before Wyatt? (laughs) No, I have a few, but they're sparse. Maybe you fuzzy. should get your like brain checked, like get an MRI. Sounds like a memory issue. I don't, sounds like You really problem. need to. I don't think I really need any memories of Courtney in high school, frankly. I'll pass. I have a lot of memories of Courtney pre-Riot. And let me just say that bitch was fun. Okay. <laughs> um, she still is fun, but it was a different flavor of fun. Okay. Um, we digress. This interview was really fun. It was two hours long, you guys, or an hour and 30 minutes. It was a really long interview. So we're going to split it up. We're going to do half on today's app and then the last half on the Patreon. So if you want to get the whole goods, you got to get on the Patreon. And guess what? Getting on the Patreon, that's how you can truly support this pod and keep this show alive. Also, thank you to the three new Patronis who have recently subscribed. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Seriously. It's it – nothing makes me happier than getting a notification Same. that there's a new Patreoni. Like, it, it's like I'm getting engaged every single time. Like, that's the level of, like, ec- ecstasy. I do, like, a little dance. And I just will also want to put a call out to all of my friends who have unsubscribed. You're dead to me. Yeah, what the hell is up with all that? All my close no. friends who – I'm just kidding. Do you have close friends who have unsubscribed? Just one. <laughs> Here's the thing. People are not indentured to be Patreon subscribers. So if they need to, you know, have – take a few months off that 7 dollars we understand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, without further ado, enjoy the interview with Ash, and we will catch you next week. See you next week. All right. Time to take a moment for one of our incredible sponsors, Spade and Sparrows. If you've been with the pod for a minute, you know we are big fans of this wine. And y'all may or may not know this, but Spade and Sparrows was created by Caitlin Bristow, Bachelorette star and fellow podcaster. Women supporting women. We love to see it. We also love to drink it. Okay, but actually it is divine. The rosé is my personal fave. You know, it's just great for pairing with some high quality reality television or, you know, maybe you're looking at the latest photos of Courtney and Travis from Dumois. Or maybe you're like me and you just like to fill up your online shopping carts, you know, for a little rush at the end of the day, no matter what Spade and Sparrows makes for a truly stunning sipping experience. Spade and Sparrows is available in select liquor stores across Canada, as well as select Walmarts in California. It's also available online at spadeandsparrows.com. As always, our listeners get a little discount, so enter code popapologist 15 at checkout to receive 15% off your first purchase. Well, 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 we are joined, it's a very exciting day, joined by our one and only eldest Bledsoe sister, Ash, John's daughter. She comes out of the shadows. Ash, welcome welcome. to the program. Welcome, thank you. I'm glad (laughs) you're here. (laughs) Ashley, how does it feel to uh, have two younger sisters who are famous?
1: Mm. Good question, I thought it was three, but, but it feels excellent. Oh, sorry, I forgot
0: about Courtney. <laughs> for about a minute, I forgot Courtney existed. Whoops. <laughs> I, um, I love it. Okay, Ash, you know you are definitely the most idiosyncratic, and I will say eccentric <laughs> of all of us for sure. Absolutely. And this this can be found even in your name. Right, because yes. right now you go by Ash John's daughter and have for the past ten years, but you were not thus born. Your right. original name when you came unto the earth when, and were born unto this generation was Ashley Bledsoe. Right. That's around twenty Around 25, you got married to a man named Derek Johnson and promptly did not change your last name to his last name, but instead um, formed a last name of your own. And so this is the first question I think that we should get to. What prompted you to change your name? And can you please tell us the story?
1: Yeah, well, that's an interesting question. So I actually planned to change my name years before I met my husband. I was taking Scandinavian genealogy at BYU, and I'm sure you can all sympathize, but Ledso is not the most <laughs> appealing last name, <laughs> in my opinion. And uh, when I was taking Scandinavian genealogy at BYU, uh, I found out that about that system of naming, which a lot of our ancestors used, if you go back far enough. Um, in fact, it was always you know if you go back far enough that's how most of our ancestors like a lot of them at least in who came from certain countries like got their last name was uh through taking the father's first name and then either daughter or son after it and so that was something i had always been meaning to do and so yeah i just uh you know just did it then.
0: well my my middle name is anderson which is a classic scandinavian like son of anders so maybe i should change my middle name to anders daughter Right. Well,
1: and like exactly. I mean, well, actually, yours would just be John's daughter. Same. Oh, right. Shoot, (laughs) you're not actually the daughter of Anders. Frick.
0: Frick. Yeah. So (laughs) classic. So
1: that was just something I always wanted to do. Like since I took Scandinavian genealogy, just because I really didn't like the last name Bledsoe, and so yeah, that's why I did
0: it. Um. People wanted to know about our family's reaction, especially our parents' reaction to this re- um, rejection of your given last name
1: well you know like the thing is like I mean we all grew up hearing our mom talk about how the last name Bledsoe was I think her favorite word to describe it was hideous <laughs> 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 I don't know if you guys remember that but that's how I remember her describing our last name so I think she was uh, she was happy for me, and then I think Dad thought it was a little quirky, and that, that, was, that was what I remember in terms of reaction.
0: It's true. Um, it's so funny. I remember Dad actually saying, she needs to take his last name, and that was it. That was all I heard about your name change. Um, and you have been firmly asked John's daughter in my brain ever since. I don't so. think I still yeah. know how to spell it. Can you spell it for me on air so I can always have it as a point of reference? Yeah it's j-o-h-n-s-d-o-t-t-i-r okay have Maybe. you ever regretted changing your name to that or no mm, no no i okay. definitely
1: have never regretted not being known as Bloodso and i yeah do you feel no, disconnected yeah. from lauren and i because of this i
0: guess so i guess so i mean don't
1: <laughs> like don't you remember like mom like literally apologizing to us as kids about our last name
0: that's the thing i feel like mom gave us a complex of hating our last name but like totally false like i've like made comments like disparaging comments about my last name to friends and they're like what are you talking about it's just like a normal last name and i'm like oh no it's awful it's so true. I I always remember mom talking about how like on her first date with dad, she was like, "What's your last name?" And he was like, "Bledsoe." And he's and she was like, "That's a terrible last name." <laughs> and dad said, "Be careful. You don't want to eat eat your words someday." I think that's what the story was, right? Yes, something like that. Yeah, but yeah,
1: I grew up hating it, and so I was just looking for an opportunity to change it to something I liked. Um. Okay. <laughs> Um, but I remember a mom apologizing to me about it like with actual tears in her eyes about like how terrible it was oh my
0: gosh this is like crazy it's like there are worse last names out there well what's are so there, funny though? about that okay <laughs> what's hilarious about this is I was literally you know I'm gonna take Kagan's last name but I kind of like to shop around for opinions so I think I was talking to Ashley and Courtney about like oh should I take Kagan's last name or should I like stick with Bledsoe and both of them were like oh not anything but Bledsoe. Anything's better than Bledsoe. I mean, Atkinson is a great last name. I think there are better last names than Bledsoe, like far better ones. But it's not the worst one in the world. It's not. There's nothing embarrassing about it. I would agree. I would agree. And I, I at one point, was going to change my last name to Thompson and take, take mom's maiden name. Literally, someone's going to be able to fake our identity so much, so well now, now they're going to know her mother's maiden name. <laughs> and her, the last four of her social are. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, I was going to, to change my last name to Thompson, but I remember an ex-boyfriend told me that Bledsoe was a much cooler, more unique last name than Thompson, which she thought was very generic. Oh, my gosh. All you and your ex-boyfriends. Did you break up with I, him because he had bad taste? Right. <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just saying i thought that was very validating and sweet actually Which for the blood, blood out there and i don't think brett and i don't think expo- i don't think uh i don't think blood is a bad last name i want to say that for the record especially no. since i know a lot of our cousins no. and uncles listen to this it's not a bad, bad last name at all and i've actually considered like you know will i keep it or will i hyphenate or what i don't know On the topic of Bledsoe, let's talk about Bledsoe family folklore. Growing up with Ashley as our sister, um, obviously she's an expert when it comes to all things skin skincare, and she's a certified professional midwife. She's a wealth of knowledge, but we need to bring her, you know, we need to humble her for a minute Um, and make sure she knows where she came from. Okay, because growing up with Ashley as your sister. It's a unique experience. Um, Ashley was just so utterly smart from day one and just had the most biting responses and the most eloquent responses. And anyway, one of my favorite stories about Ashley was actually um, when she was apparently, this is this is family legend, but when Ashley was like six years old, um, and she was had gotten in a lot of trouble. Um, for doing something, Ashley, do you you know what story I'm about to tell? Because uh, I is cleared this it with not you beforehand. The, this is not the time I got kicked out of Spanish class, right? <laughs> no, this is okay. You know, do you okay. remember what you got in trouble for when you when you talked to Heavenly Father? Oh, okay,
1: this story. Yeah, no, it was it was for telling my Sunday school teacher that I thought that it was either I thought or my mom thought her hair looked like
0: a, a hairpiece or a wig. <laughs> <laughs> excellent okay excellent thank you Ashley so yeah um, uh, so I guess this poor Sunday school teacher marches up to mom after class and you know tells her that she's been accused in front of the class of wearing a wig my, oh yeah that's right mom said you said that my mom says yes, you, wear a, you wig. wear a wig <laughs> which is honestly yeah. really good it's really good and and it's just children telling the truth, but you know, mom's caught red-handed with her gossip, you know. Um, and so you get home, you're in big trouble, and mom tells you, you know, you need to go up, you need to go upstairs, you need to pray to your heavenly father, like, and you need to, you know, I, I come back to me after you basically conversed with the right with, after you've asked for for the heavens, yeah. So so apparently you come back downstairs after like 30 minutes or so, and mom's like how did you say your prayers like how did it go and my mom says that Ashley said I did and I and I talked to Heavenly Father and he said don't tell your dad and have a nice day
1: (laughs) you know I I have no direct memory of that event but that's apparently what happened
0: (laughs) (laughs) it sounds about right I mean, I just wonder that we aren't really talking about this revelation, this fact that you, you know, had such a direct communication with the heavens at such an early age. It's very impressive. And just what a polite guy God is. and have a nice day. <laughs> have a nice day. He might as well be a Bake of America teller. Right. I probably thought that added a nice touch of realism at the time, <laughs> not realizing that. Okay. Another funny story about Ashley is that when she was uh, a, a kid, she was a little bit miserly. You know, she was always after some coin. And apparently she would draw these drawings, but she thought they were ugly. And so she would have her two friends from the neighborhood go and sell them for her, Connie and Eden. And the story go then they would go throughout the neighborhood and they would knock on doors <laughs> to try to sell Wait, Ashley's can- artwork.
1: Wait a second, the original concept for, like, the artwork was fine. Like, I was just, like, doing, like, these, like, you know, these sunset pictures with, like, sure. these blue and purple crayons and then, like, the yellow and orange crayons for the sunset. But then, like, once I realized that like, I had to, like, mass produce them, like, <laughs> you know, like, the concept fell off a little bit. And I was like, just trying to,
0: to churn out these pictures. <laughs> as fast as you could. Right. So... Okay, so the funniest part about this is, is so Ashley has like her two friends basically as her like, you know, her downline selling her artwork throughout the neighborhood. Of course, she's not going to be a sales rep. She's the CEO of the company at home.
1: Um uh, my horse and- and
0: Jasper. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And apparently at one point, my grandmother, our late, wonderful grandma Marge, asked you, you know, apparently Ashley is pestering her to buy one of her <laughs> a piece of her artwork (laughs) so ashley showed her all the artwork was trying to get her you know to to make a high bid and grandma said well you know i'll you know i'll take what what's your favorite uh you know i'll take one of the i'll take whatever is your favorite and ashley replied i don't like any of them (laughs) (laughs) uh anyway chan do you have any funny stories about ashley as a child Oh, I, I think I love Ashley's response to you getting drunk with the Mike's Hard Lemonade. Uh, oh, we, yeah, that is a good story. This is, this is just will just further push off of, you know, the character we're we're telling you about. Um, Lauren, you know, if if you haven't heard the story, Lauren was babysitting and she accidentally drank two bottles of Mike's Hard Lemonade and st- thinking that they were regular lemonade. She was about 13 or 14. I think I was and- 12. I was 12, really sorry. Because we sorry. still lived on viewpoint. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so she was very young. And Ashley, my mom was on the phone with Lauren, kind of overhearing what was happening. And Ashley, while, you know, just sipping on a can of orange soda from the couch, just casually chimes in, she's going to be as drunk as a skunk. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows where that came from? No idea. I have story. I could talk about the the terror that I faced at Ashley's uh you know at the at the reign of ashley our older sister i could t- i could speak yeah. to that but wait i thought i was nice to you you i mean you were nice to me at no you weren't nice to me until i was like much older yeah you were like not a nice <laughs> you, older sister tickled me i know i wasn't I, nice to lauren but like i, thought I, was nice to <laughs> I to mean lauren. here's the thing ashley here's okay th- there's there's two narratives in my head there was the Ashley that I knew after she went to college, and that Ashley was extremely nice to me. That Ashley was like basically like my, like we are with James, where she like she took me to the aquarium every weekend, and she would take me to go see like you know Lord of the Rings. And I do have fond memories of that Ashley. Oh, but that's true. It's yeah. not the Ashley that we're spending time talking about right now. Right now, we're talking <laughs> about the Ashley who tickled me till I peed my pants before a wedding I was supposed to be in. Truly, <laughs> she became. I actually ended up becoming a person who would pee her pants somewhat, somewhat frequently, and I always blamed you for that.
1: Wait, in um, my defense, they, they didn't have all those new age consent for kids, you know, storybooks back then.
0: No clue. Children <laughs> um, didn't know it was her body, her choice. Right, I had no idea, and you know, no means now. Anyways, uh, so there was that Ashley. There was also the Ashley who. Sp- Spoiled the entire Twilight series for me. It was like a gleeful chuckle. (laughs) She was like, "Bella and Edward get married, and then they name their baby Renesme." (laughs) So that's that's one Ashley I remember. Oh my gosh, that's so funny because I actually really remember when the fifth Harry Potter book came out. I remember Ashley and I both like were voracious Harry Potter readers. Um. And Ash, Ashley finished the book faster than me, like much faster than me. And then just like so with a smug smile, she just looked at me and said, Snape kills Dumbledore. <laughs> it's so cruel. It's so just like, cruel. it's so, so horrific looking back. Oh my gosh. Ashley, you were just so interesting because you were like so incredibly antisocial. You'd spend all your time in your room And mom thought you were like basically like the next Unabomber essentially, (laughs) Um, but you were just (laughs) always essentially like on your, on some sort of like nerdy binge or whatever thing you were interested in at the time. And anyway, you were just such a funny, like, first of all, such a funny first child for mom. Like, I bet you mom just thought like this kid cannot actually be genetically related to me. Um, and then obviously such a, such a unique person to be related to. But I'm so grateful to be related to you because you truly are so smart and thoughtful and you've become an extremely kind and good hearted adult. It's like a miracle of miracles. Truly. Really. <laughs> um, and anyway, I, like I had a question yesterday and I was planning to do something and you sent me an article that like completely changed my course of opinion and like you generally do. So anyway, I'm very grateful very grateful that you're my older sister do you feel guilty about spoiling twilight and harry potter be honest um
1: (laughs) no i i I do feel grateful that i'm both of your older sister I, i i no i actually i do feel like the thing i do feel guilty for is like i do feel guilty for how much i used to tease i might like i don't remember teasing chandler that much but i do remember teasing like courtney and lauren to a degree that i do feel bad about
0: Oh my gosh, I remember <laughs> when I was a, a, a child, uh, I wanted to be an attorney when I grew up. And I remember voicing this, you know, this this nascent dream to Ashley at one point. We were actually on an airplane, I remember this. And she looked at me and she said, A freckled attorney. I don't think anyone will take you seriously. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't remember that story until
0: you said it. <laughs> a freckled attorney just like anything just to rub it in oh my gosh just just so funny seared in my brain okay ashley was just, and then like i remember when i was in the advertising program at byu i called ashley i was like so excited i was like ashley i think i found something i'm gonna graduate and be able to like actually get a job like i'm super excited about this and she was just like What? Are you kidding me? Like advertising, what are you going to do? You're just going to be like selling, selling people stuff they don't need. Like what is, and what is stuff? What are products? Products are the conversion from the living to the dead. Trees into, into like essentially like saying like all products were evil because it was the conversion of like organic Mm -hmm. material into like like making human, into waste. Right. It's making the living dead. That's like, I remember you repeating that to me when I was exploring the advertising program.
1: I mean, no lies were told, but in, my,
0: in fairness, I eventually <laughs> gave up on making the world a better place. So I, I think that's much to everyone's relief. Okay, Ashley, we've regaled the listeners with tales of growing up with you as sisters. Can you at all um, explain what it was like to grow up with Chandler and Lauren, myself, as your sisters? Please, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, so let's see. So I just remember...
1: Um, so, Chandler, I just have, like, sweet memories of, like, I just remember her, like, I remember her, like, being the first um, daughter that was, like, oh, like, I don't know, like, or I felt like this was the first time, like, I'm almost an adult, and, like, Deborah has, like, a baby, mm-hmm. and so it's just, like, it was just, like, Chandler was, like, oh, this little cute baby, so I don't know, I th- I have, like, lots of sweet memories of Chandler, just, like, I don't know I just remember her being like essentially just like a very sweet little girl always wanting to like help everyone or please or like do good things I don't know I just have like really sweet memories of Chandler Mm. and then Lauren I feel like looking back you were probably just a similar kid but because like I was at a different age like it 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 hit differently like I just remember you being like <laughs> like I remember me and Courtney being like considered like the layman and lemuel of our family and then, <laughs> True. and then like you were like Nephi and like you were like considered like the righteous one who would like <laughs> sing hymns, and like you know, like uh like you would just like I don't know, I just remember you like like just you very much had like this personality that was like very um i would say just like uh i don't know you always had like this vision of yourself as like this windswept romantic person like oh God, yeah. <laughs> tell me about
0: it hi yeah, yeah I, I, I one time at one time i did yes
1: yeah and so it was always like um i don't know you always have like this really uh strong like uh and i just remember like me and courtney like always being annoyed because like you were the one who like, uh like, if Courtney and I, like, got into an argument or got into a scuffle, like, we could always, like, talk the other one down from, like, reporting to mom or, like, tattletailing. And, like, that was not really an option with you. Like, you you didn't, like, accept, like, sibling <laughs> negotiations. And so uh, there was kind of, like, this divide that developed where it was, like, oh, like, Lauren's, like, the narc in our family. Like, we yeah, like, you know, we can't really cut loose around Lauren. And so... Uh, so I remember that and then I also remember like um I just like like honestly my biggest memory of you as a kid is just like like just walking around the halls just like singing songs in like this soprano voice. Like <laughs> oh gosh, this is so
0: embarrassing. Nothing, okay, like, let's stop the opera. Enough, enough. That's good. That's good. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I was you know what's funny pretty cringy. I do feel like gosh. Ashley needs to get some credit right now for a system that was uh used throughout my childhood, which was Tattletale Passes. <laughs> Ashley did come up with this form of currency. It was, you know, a Bitcoin Before it's time, Um, (laughs) Ashley used to use this to, uh, you know, we we could get something in exchange for a Tattletale pass. So like Ashley would be doing something wrong, and we would, uh, we would, Ashley would say, "If I can use a Tattletale pass, like I'll do something for you." And I remember like one of the times she like set up my MP3 player for me or something because I like she used one of her Tattletale passes. Yeah, I, I mean, that. I remember the day mom found out about Tattletail Passes, and it was just like, it was like, like the Soviet Union, like the wall, like the wall was coming down. <laughs> like, or the top. That <laughs> <wall>. <laughs> totally, like all, like all justice was about to be like re, like, I don't know, like reformed in our, uh, in our family and, and essentially, um. Mom, when she found out about t- Tattletail Passes, it really was like finding out about like Watergate or something. Like It was like, what conspiracy has been conspiring <laughs> to allow these children to commit injustices without retribution? Yeah,
1: like, the thing was, Courtney and I, like, honestly, Courtney and I, I felt like we had developed a pretty good rhythm, a pretty good system, like, before Lauren came along. Like, we, like, if if it had just been Courtney and I, like, nobody would have gotten in trouble, like, growing up. Like, we would have just covered for each other. She would have covered me, I would have covered her. We would have just, like... Figured everything out but then when like you came along with your personality you just like threw a wrench into everything like you were just like you know just like because Courtney and I would like you know maybe you know not do exactly what our mom wanted in different ways that were like you know like but like but we both had like our own ways of like maybe not being so obedient that were like but you like you you kind of like came along and you didn't care you there weren't really any things that where you needed to like I don't know like there there was just like there was no opportunity ever to like get any sort of like um anything to hold over your head
0: I gained more by having mom's like loyalty oh yeah and mom's adoration than by either of yours combined. Like oh, yeah. I just, sure. I just gained, you know what I mean? It's like having made a deal with the Gestapo, you know, in like Nazi Germany. <laughs> it's like, like I just knew exactly where my ROI was and it wasn't from, coming from you two Um, <laughs> and so, so yeah, I definitely exploited you guys as much as I could. Like anytime there was a wrongdoing, I would say pre age 11, anytime there was a wrongdoing, like you can absolutely bet that I was immediately informing mom, um, and telling her exactly who did it exactly at what time you know like details of the scene um and i just received so much praise i mean you would have thought i was gonna be you know like a, a female general general authority someday that's how like you know how much praise i received and then it all went dramatically down
1: well to overnight. use one of your like favorite shows it was more like me and courtney were like june and one of the underhandies yes. and you were like aunt lydia i was like, just gonna say it was it has you have more aunt lydia vibes lauren no offense <laughs> Aunt lydia except if she was like an adorable freckled nine-year-old who like sung like phantom of the opera and mormon <laughs> hymns in a soprano voice wandering around the house oh my okay. god so this annoying. was all
0: pre-puberty and then 12 years old hits and and i will say that i think i redeemed myself in the eyes of history and i became the the actually the the layman and lemuel combined and you and courtney were the nephi's so
1: it's funny you say you were pre-puberty because I feel like even pre-puberty, you always had like love on the brain. Like you always like were like, like you were definitely like the most like boy crazy of all of us.
0: Yeah. I think, That's I don't absolutely. know why. I was just psychotically obsessed with like Wait, love can I tell your things. listeners
1: like the thing you said to me about that?
0: <sighs> oh no. Yeah, sure.
1: So I remember one day, my favorite, one of my Lauren memories is like, you had to be like nine year nine or 11 or something like that. There, you were very young like very, and you just said like there had been like some I think there had been recently like some you know message in Sunday school about like oh the pleasures of the marriage bed with your oh, oh husband or whatever, oh, whatever oh, something, something like that yeah something like that and like you said to me you said like actually like one day I'm just gonna have a sex life and like there's nothing you can do about it <laughs>
0: No way I said that. You
1: said something approximating that. Like, if that's not a direct quote, that was like pretty much exactly what you said. You said, like, one day. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I always remember being like extremely offended by the fact that you would always act like put off by the fact that I was like a sexual being. Yes. This is something like I can always, also attest to. Go on, Lauren. Like you, about you personally or me? About me, but this Ashley did this exact same thing to me. Yeah, like whenever we mentioned at, about having like desires of the flesh, like Ashley would always act like it was like she the still most does. Gruesome, maybe because you use
1: phrases like desires of the flesh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ashley was straight up one time said to me, like I think I was in high school or something, and something got up. Got brought up about like me making out and ashley was like the thought of you being in that type of scenario makes me want to throw up like dead on like she was was just zero compassion for me as like a as in my own being okay let's 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 involve this one okay 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 so we've given everyone a, a taste of what it was like to grow up with ash as a sister um ashley do you prefer only ash or are you okay with ashley
1: I mean, I prefer Ash, but, like, it's not, like, a big deal to me if someone calls me Ashley.
0: Okay. Okay, Ash, you have, in the time since growing up with us, you have become a certified professional midwife. That is your career. You also have taken a deep scientific interest in skincare. So, first of all, tell us about your interest in skincare and how that came about and, like, your top, you know, tips for people. So I guess, like, I
1: just got interested in skincare as, like, a form of, like, anti-aging. Like, I think, like, I I really, like, yeah, I like, I wanted to, like, prevent, like, early aging, and so I got really interested in skincare, and, like, I definitely got, like, um, the thing about skincare is, like, it's an area of, um, it's, like, an area of life or, like, it's, like, an area of, like, things in the world where there's, like, a lot of, um, there's a lot of really good stuff there's a lot of sort of scammy stuff there's a lot of like stuff that's like you know kind of neutral and so i think because i've always been interested in like what you know like like you said the scientific side of it like researching what works what doesn't like uh researching that was always really interesting to me
0: okay and what can you tell us like actually works like okay let's just start from the very basics like i'm a person with I start to become catatonically sleepy at at about 9 p.m. So the idea of having some sort of like ritual before I go to bed, it's just so hard. So anyway, I'm the most lazy when it comes to anything skincare related because I can't do a nighttime ritual. Um, So can you give me any sort of advice? Like what would you do if you were in my predicament?
1: So I would say if you have only energy for like one skincare product in your life, sunscreen is it. Like if you, Mm -hmm. if you only are going to put on one sunscreen, one product, like at all in your life, it's a toss up for me between, uh, sunscreen and, and retin-A, but I think sunscreen wins, especially because if you don't use sunscreen with retin-A, like it can make everything worse. Yeah. And so I would say that like, basically like, um, top two products of all time, like this will never change it, are sunscreen and vitamin A. And then, um, And by vitamin Vitamin A, retin A, retin A, exactly same thing. And then, um, you know, some sort of like, like excellent moisturizer for your skin, because I know you have a similar skin type to me, meaning like dry skin. And so, Mm -hmm. uh, and you know what moisturizer I recommend, but like, yeah, so basically, like, what
0: moisturizer do you recommend?
1: Okay, well, I recommend like the moisturizer that I make with my indie skincare company. Oh, right, right, okay, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, there's basically as many different skincare products as there are like eyeshadow shades. I mean, there are so. Right. I mean, you can get as complicated as you want to with it, but yeah. really, like, you just need like a few simple things to make a difference. And like, I don't think that like if you're like that where you don't want to have some huge routine. I mean, if you just did like just do you know, me like um- a
0: basic routine. Like, let's um, imagine I'm going to spend two minutes at night, two minutes in the morning. What's my routine? Okay,
1: so, so basically. Two minutes in the morning, uh, the basically a sunscreen and a vitamin C serum. Uh, okay. At night, you you know whatever you method you use to cleanse your face, um, retin A and like the botanical serum I make or another moisturizer that works for your skin
0: type. So my question is with retin A. I have – I've had tubes of it in my drawers forever. I've always been too scared to use it. I don't know how to get started. It terrifies me. I think I'm all of a sudden going to start peeling. I also have, like, combination skin where my skin will be oily but then also peel. And I'm worried that it's going to heighten that. And when my skin peels, it's actually, like, my least favorite thing ever because I can't put on makeup. It just is generally awful. So how do I avoid that process?
1: Okay. So with peeling, like, to some degree, like, yeah, like – if you're going to use retin A consistently for the rest of your life, like you will experience probably peeling at some point, even okay. if I mean, you know, like y- you just kind of have to get past the idea that like you're never ever ever gonna peel. Okay. Um, if you do, if you start off slow and you do it slowly, um, you will. So what will, is slow? Uh, you know, starting with the lowest percentage, not using it every day, maybe you know, starting off like once every three days or something like that, just like doing a thin layer. But, like, eventually, like, you know, like, especially, like, during the wintertime, like, my skin has now gotten to the point, like, Retin-A actually thickens your skin, which is good. Like, it's really good. And, like, eventually, like, you can get to the point where your, uh, your skin is used to it enough where you won't heal too strongly with it but like yeah you you might go through some initial peeling but it's okay. worth it i so mean it's I, literally I... the greatest skincare product on the planet
0: yeah that's what i've heard so like do i need to concentrate it around the problem areas of my face like i don't even really know no. how to use it no it you just no. like a totally like other world
1: yeah no you just like you just need to put like a thin i just when i apply it i just do a thin layer to my face neck uh-huh. and just a little bit downward that's, okay, that's all I do. And yeah, um, what is a over. thin
0: like layer? Is that like a P amount? Is that a little bit a dime? You know, that's I think you, you could start
1: with that much, like yeah. start with a P amount, and then like you do know, I obviously, need to mix it with my moisturizer. You can, I've yeah. done that before. Okay, but like just applying it alone to bare skin, like it's it's great too. Okay, um, yeah,
0: okay. I've done some research on Retin A, and some of the research that I've seen has said that. You really don't need any of the adverse effects to gain the benefits. And basically you can just start really, really with a low dosage and a low like amount so, you can just build up your tolerance. My favorite video on this is by this woman named Angie, and she's on YouTube. Her YouTube channel is Hot and Flashy. It's about like staying hot in your years after 50. And anyway, she has like some great intros to um, Retin A and these incredible high definition photos of her face. Before retin A and after retin A, like five years later, and she didn't do any skincare until she was 50. So, anyway, Chan, I recommend that because you can, I don't think you really need to deal with any sort of peeling or irritation. Like, you can just really ease your skin into it.
1: Okay. That's totally true. Like you don't need to. Like I'm I'm just saying like I don't I think you're just that uh, what I was trying to say with that is like you're making a big mistake in the long term if you don't use retin-a effectively yeah. or regularly because you're so scared of peeling. Got like it, the got thing it. with peeling is is like it's like it comes like you know it happens one day like it you know usually by the next day it's not it's not too bad and like i mean that's literally just like old layers of your skin coming off um most of the time like when i've gotten peeling it doesn't even come with like a barrier disruption like the skin barrier is still fine um it's so it's not like stinging or anything like that and okay. it's just like it's just one of those things where it's like um you know and just like gentle um you know just like gently like exfoliating with like a washcloth in the morning you can kind of check and see if you have peeling before you head out but like you know retinate peeling like It's probably something that's going to happen to like every retin-A enthusiast at some point. But like Lauren said, it's also true that like you don't need to experience it to get the
0: benefit. To know that it's working. Okay. And how soon would I notice any type of difference in my skin? And what what could those differences look like? You know, I have been using it for so
1: long that I don't feel like I know the exact answer of like, okay, how soon will you notice like benefits? But like I would be surprised if like somebody like using it like doesn't see like you know, major changes, like, like some significant changes to their skin within like a few months of using it. Got it.
0: Okay. I and, mean, a lot of it is about like reducing fine lines, sis. And so if you don't have any fine lines to begin with, then, you know, you're not going to see a big reduction in them. So well, I mean, I, d- I do have them. I'm I'm starting to get them a little bit. So I do, I, I want to get, you know, ahead of this train before it goes off the tracks.
1: And it will give you just like a, like, you're going to notice, like, uh, like if you use, like, I feel like you notice like a glow and like a like a kind of like a fresher look with your skin than okay. you do if you don't use it.
0: Okay. I'm excited. I could okay. really
1: talk about like the benefits of retin A all day. Like I think it's literally the the greatest and skincare product ever. Well,
0: would I ever need to like up my percentage amount? Cause right now I think I have like point zero two five or something. You see so you you
1: I feel like you even have like the wrong
0: like like
1: like mind, for it. like what you should say like when it, will i ever get to like like it's a, it's a <laughs> wonderful journey like it's an experience like, okay i'm i'm changing i'm changing my attitude right now it's it's a gift like it's a gift to live in like you don't like the thing about retin-a is like if you use retin-a regularly like you don't need to age at the normal rate like if you have a retin-a prescription and a supply of it like nobody who uses it needs to age at the rate they normally would have. Yeah. And I do want to throw in that big caution about like it can make your skin more sensitive to sun. Like I wouldn't, I never apply it in the morning or like before I go out and like have mm-hmm. sun exposure. Um, and like I also would not apply it if I wasn't going to also use sunscreen before going outside at any yeah. time yeah. or like, you know, like honestly, like even like like for example, like just like being at Courtney's house the other week and like, I mean, her house is like a a beautiful home with like lots of like natural light coming in. Like, I applied sunscreen to, like, just, like, be in Courtney's house, whereas, like, I live in, like, a vampire cave with, like, UV film on the windows and, like, all the shades (laughs) closed at all times, so I, like, don't need to, like, apply sunscreen. Like, it's, like, a, you know, my little skincare cave, and so, like, I don't, but if you live in, like, a nice house, like, with Courtney, like, Courtney does with, like, natural light coming through the windows, like, yeah, you even need to wear sunscreen indoors. Right, yeah, yeah
0: ashley once told me that she made a deal with her husband that she, um he walks the dog during daylight hours so she doesn't have to go out until like the sun is fully set that's one thing to avoid sun exposure that's absolutely oh my God, so funny of fun. okay okay so let's okay so at night um you recommend Retin-A and a moisturizer or your serum. And then in the morning you recommend, um, a vitamin C serum. Okay. Let's say you have more of like a medium tolerance and a medium budget for like getting into skincare. What other products do you think really are useful?
1: You know, like uh, the thing about skincare is like, it doesn't have to be so, okay. So I like Stratia's Liquid Gold. That's another indie skincare company. And I just really love like the Liquid Gold that they sell. Um, So I love Stratia's Liquid Gold. What is that? Um, Is that like a lotion or? Yeah, it's like a, it's basically like a skin barrier serum with like ceramides, cholesterol, fatty acids. That's a, that's a fun one. Like it's not like super necessary, but that's kind of like a, that's like a, and then I love like, honestly, like Desi. So I would say like, i mean my favorite skincare company that's not mine is desi like desi is like my mm-hmm. you know i i go to the desi website and like just like their various sub brands and like i love like all of the little you know pills and potions they sell yeah like that i would just you know like and some of the i don't know how you say this but it's like they have a brand that's like niod neod or neode or whatever um some of the like their their copper, their copper peptide serum is great. You know, like if you want to like, you know, spend a little bit more.
0: Okay. So, so, so walk us through a routine of someone that's truly going to like pull out all the stops time-wise and budget-wise. What's your skincare routine?
1: Gosh. So it, it also does depend on like, you know, I've been like, it, it kind of depends on like your, um, depends on like your concerns but like okay like but for someone like myself with like you know dry skin like I would say like uh if I'm like really pulling out all the stops like something I'll do like so I'll do like if assuming I'm going to be like you know going outside my vampire cave that day and like being exposed to sunlight like I would do like vitamin c like reservatrol serum from deciem um some snail mucin and then I'd also do uh the sunscreen on top of
0: that and then and you can uh, put them all like on one after the other and they're all, it's all effective that way.
1: Yeah. 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 So I like generally like I'll do like the, I tend to do like um, sunscreen is like the last layer just because my thought process is like, I don't want to disturb that once I put it on or like push that out of yeah. one area or like, you know, by applying something else. And so that's what I would do in the morning. And then just like reapplication throughout the day as necessary, you know, and like, I'm assuming some of your listeners like kind of know like some of the basics about applying sunscreen in terms of like, you know, like you need at least a nickel sized amount for your face. Like you're technically supposed to like re- reapply every two hours, all of those things. Like if you're having continued sun exposure, I mean, honestly, I would just recommend just like not even going out in the sun, but if you have to like that, that's what you literally you're don't
0: go outside your home. Just that's don't your leave your home. Like,
1: don't go, like that's honestly one of the best. Don't leave things. your basement. And then, yeah. And then like um, in the evening, just like using like a red light, um, like a red light, some form of like a topical vitamin A, whether that's like a retinol or, you know, obviously like the holy grail, the thing that works, that's proven at the molecular level, that's the best skincare product of all time retin A, um, my botanical skin perfecting serum um, or another moisturizer. I love things that are squalane based. That's why, you know, I, I chose that. But like, you know, something like that um what's right what do you mean by red light uh so red light is like it's like a it's like red leds it's like there's lots of
0: different it's ones like you the can mask get, but just, that courtney uses okay so just any sort of led red yeah situation. like something like
1: that like some sort of exposure to led light that'll energize your mitochondria and like you know kind of like help keep your skin looking a little better and um let's see like you could use liquid gold at that point, which is the Stratia product I recommend, recommended. And then at the, you could use snail mucin again. Um, I also love like, um, I also love like Vaseline. Like that's honestly one of my favorite skincare products too. It's, I know it's like, I'm supposed to be talking about like the expensive skincare routine, but honestly, like Vaseline like does
0: like is it, a is lot. It, is it bad for you? Like I remember, t- like I like, no. I use Aquaphor a lot or whatever and people are like, well, it's, you know, it's petroleum or whatever like oh where it's like a yeah
1: where it's yeah. Like a, yeah you know um I mean I guess so I haven't like the thing is like all of that research about like okay this product will actually like cause cancer or something like that like all of that research like I don't first of all I think like we use so many like petrochemical products like to me like va- Vaseline is like it's really from the research I've done about it like Yes, it does come from like, you know, it is like an like a petrochemical based product, but it's also like really refined, and it's not like, you know, it's not like, slicking gasoline on your face. Like it's mm-hmm. not. I don't I don't perceive it as dangerous, and like it's also like widely recommended by dermatologists, and like if you look at like what they use for like burn victims and stuff like that, like yeah it's yeah. It's, a, it's considered highly safe. Now that said, obviously like you know as with anything like it's not like um you know like if you go to some place like the environmental working group or something like that they're gonna give you they're gonna tell you something different like right. i i, I mean- can't really
0: yeah i think also i'm not a purist when it comes to chemicals in my food i mean i drink diet coke for goodness sakes so it's like right. if you're a purist about all things great great good for you maybe vaseline's not for you but like i've yeah i
1: yeah i've tried the natural alternatives to vaseline because you know i've gone through phases where i try to make everything mm-hmm. so natural right and i would say that like um there's not like i've tried that like the the ones that are like based with like you know different can you know different like like i've tried like the one i think made by alba you know Uh there's different ones where they use like beeswax or shea butter or different things and like honestly nothing compares to like the um just like the totally like inner occlusive properties of vaseline there's not really anything natural i've ever Mm -hmm. encountered that can totally replicate that um i would say that like um Maybe like the closest thing, it, like it doesn't feel the same at all on your skin. So it doesn't feel the same at all on your skin. But the closest thing, like that, I would say that like maybe like how your skin will feel the next morning is like something that's like got a lot of like jojoba oil in it. Like that's okay. yeah, yeah, that has some similar properties.
0: Okay, okay, good to know. Okay, tell us, tell the listeners about your serum because I feel like for me, it's something that is totally. Been amazing. It's the one skincare product. I mean, I apply it in the morning and at night, like heavily and then my skin just drinks it in. I definitely can see a glow from it. Even Kagan one morning like, was like, whoa, your skin looks so amazing. So, And he never, he's like not observant at all. So anyway, um, I would love to know, tell people what your skincare product or what your serum's called and what's in it and what makes it so special.
1: Okay, great. So here's the thing. So as your listeners can probably tell, like, I I can talk about, like, I've been like a skincare nerd for so long. I feel like <laughs> I used to be like this nanny for this boy who could talk about like Thomas the Train and all the assorted cast of characters. All that. That's kind of how I am about skincare. I've really just like, and so I'm always trying new things, always, you know, doing new stuff, and like eventually, like I could never find like a face oil that I felt was like my holy grail face oil. And I have dry skin, and so face oils work really, really well for me, um, like they do for a lot of people with dry skin, and even people combination or oily skin. But people, especially with dry skin, like face oils are amazing. And so um, I wanted to make like my perfect face oil and so basically i formulated it just by myself and like i use like jojoba because that's probably one of my favorite oils of all time where it just like mimics your skins uh it mimics like your skin sebum comp uh it it mimics like basically the natural uh sources of like moisture you get from your skin and so i did that and i did tamanu and I did um, squalling, which is like another thing that just, um, it just basically, I put all of my favorite botanicals and oils into one face oil. And yeah, I've just made it for myself. And then I think, I think what happened is like, I brought it to like, I brought it because I'm a big handicraft gifter. Like, (laughs) I brought it like as a gift to like Thanksgiving to like, some of you guys and uh, some of my sisters and then you guys told me I should uh yeah share my formulation with the uh, more people and so I yeah I started my little skincare company I've just been selling it since and um yeah it's definitely like something I love doing like it's I really like honestly like that's been my like probably like my main passion my whole life is like herbal and botanical medicines but um just like just like knowing like the different like things like different like flower oils and botanical oils can do for your skin like over time um like what can you I, explain that like what do they do for your skin over time yeah like like honestly like so there's kind of like you know there's limited like so so I'm just gonna preface this by saying like this is just like based on my research like this is based on like my research and my experience but like you know like I believe I kind of like start from a place of belief that like the botanical and I because I guess I've just seen this so much in like midwifery and childbirth that like botanical medicines like just are like literally the most incredible thing in the world Um, if you look at like a lot of our pharmaceutical medicines they're just basically like uh, copied directly from plants like the molecular structures and everything like that like plants I, I believe that like plants and animals including us like have like a relationship that like spans eons and like we like co-evolved to like we co to like promote each other and like botanical medicines are an expression of that and so I really just have been playing with botanical medicines like my the my my whole adult life and so um basically I you know, I I started off with, in midwifery just like using botanical medicines, like just, you know, telling women and like, you know, like for stuff like labor and like different like anxiety, all of these things like I just have really like made botanical medicine like a big focus of my midwifery practice. And so Mm -hmm. it was natural for me to be like really interested in like what botanicals could do for skin, since skincare is kind of my other hobby besides midwifery. And so um, when I started researching like, okay, like like, for example, like frankincense oil, that's something that's been used like for ages to like um, reduce the appearance of like uh, reduce the appearance of like UV damage or like helichrysum. That's another botanical that is like, you know, there's some research that indicates that that can unwind some UV damage for for people, um, which is huge. You know, like I believe that like um, it's just been I mean, or even just like um, like jojoba oil, like jojoba oil is like it's like 70 percent of like what's in my product because it's like it's just literally the most um, it's the most naked feeling oil that's so deeply hydrating that just really like uh it just it does it just does amazing things for your skin. Like all of these, like I almost feel like bad taking credit for my serum because even though I made the recipe, it's like the plants are like the real like the plants are people too and they're like the real stars of the show. Like they really like like plants can do so much for like um just like the the botanical compounds, like every Every plant, like um, that you that you use, like you know, it just like contains it's You can't even distill like the effects of a plant into one action. You know, it it, it has like a host of of it has a host of actions, and so um, yeah. So I think once I started experimenting with like botanical um things, like don't get me wrong, like I love like you'll 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 pry my retina out of my cold dead hands but like really like the um I'm also really into the natural side of things too and like that's kind of like why my my basically my two-step skincare routine at this point is retin-a and my botanical serum because it's like to me it's like the best of like the science world and the best of the natural
0: world amazing
1: well it's my
0: it's a truly like a holy grail product for me and it's the only skincare product that is like a like actually you know made a difference and and has uh, inspired me to keep using it because everything else, I just feel like I never see any change, and I just, I just always like stop. Well, so, and I mean, I love it because not only is it a, like a wonderful product that feels like it smells clean, it smells healthy, like it's it smells very natural. But the packaging alone, like, I feel like I'm, like, the richest person in the world, like, applying her, like, serums to, like, her, you know, rich skin. It's true. (laughs) It's true. It's a beautiful, beautiful product.
1: Well, and it's all, like, I handcraft it all in small batches here in Corvallis, Oregon. Like, I really am, like, a big – yeah, I'm really big on, like, Indie. Like, like, that's the thing. Like, when you buy, like, um, when, like – That's why I love, like, supporting, like, small skincare brands like Stratia is just because it's, like, I feel like when you work with, like, um, small indie skincare, like, you know, like, you have, like, you're still at the level where it's, like, I don't know. I'm, like, Steve Jobs in the garage in, like, 1980, like, building this computer for someone, like, you know, it's not, like, like, it's just, like, still something that I just, like, have a really big hand in and I'm really passionate about and I'm, like, you know, there at every step, like, making sure that, like, it's, like, um, Yeah, like, I really love like, honestly, my favorite thing in the world is when somebody buys my stuff twice, because it's like, just like knowing that, like, to, because for me, like, having like, good skin is like, I don't know, it's like, there's like a, it's just like one of those things where it's like, if I can help somebody have that, that's like, that's for me, that's like a close, but still second to like, having somebody have their baby at home. It's just like, I love like, having people like have that like, helping women, like, have that feeling, like, ah oh, my skin looks good. I can, like, go outside without makeup, and I feel great. Like, that, to me, is, like, the yeah. greatest.
0: Yeah. Okay, Ash, um, tell us, someone to know, what about sunscreen on top of makeup? Is there any sort of mineral sunscreen you can apply that doesn't leave a white cast? Or, like, should you be putting your, your sunscreen on top of your makeup? Yeah, so let's talk about all of these things. Okay, so basically, so –
1: as far as like mineral sunscreens without a cast, that is that is a really tricky. So first, I would interrogate your reader and I would ask them, why do they want a mineral sunscreen? Like, why is it important to them not to have a chemical based sunscreen? Um, I would first like ask about that because the thing is, like, you're never going to get I mean, a lot of brands have a lot of promises, but you're never going to get a mineral sunscreen that I uh, that that has the same sheerness or invisibility as a as a chemical based sunscreen so if that's really important to you or maybe they have like a darker skin cone where like something like a white cast is more noticeable like you're probably just gonna want to use a chemical sunscreen but like let's say for whatever reason they just don't want to use a chemical based sunscreen um As long as I'm just like managing expectations that there's not going to be, I would say probably the best bet is La Roche-Posay, the the mineral-based sunscreen they make. It's got like a tint to it and it's kind of like a skin color-based tint, which is kind of, normally I don't use or recommend stuff with like a skin color-based tint, but like in that case, like it's actually helpful because it's like, you know, it's kind of obscuring the white tint that would otherwise be there, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. And so it's like, it can make it less noticeable. I mean, you can find, the thing is like, you can find ones, like for example, if you go to like Sephora or, Ulta or something, you swatch some of these sunscreens that like are mineral, you know, you can use like, a um, you can find like these mineral ones that, you know, kind of have the nanoparticles that are pretty sheer. The problem is, is like, I've, they're not going to, nothing's going to nothing. I would say that nothing mineral-based is going to replicate like your naked face. Like like for example, I know certain chemical sunscreens where I can put them on and it basically looks the same as a naked face, which is great, right. that's amazing. That's like the, the with mineral-based, if you use the recommended amount and then you're reapplying it, I don't know of anything that really truly meets that standard of like, just like not altering the the shadows on your face.
0: And what what's the theory behind even wanting a mineral, a mineral base versus a chemical-based sunscreen?
1: it's basically in those words like chemical sounds like more possibly you know like harmful than mineral i think that's where a lot of it comes
0: from like that's but really but that's not something you abide by
1: um i guess it's just more about the fact that like you know like i you know i think that like the the chemical ones like they're safe enough and like i also know that like to me like the at the end of the day like we know the sun causes cancer like we know the sun is damaging like we know like that's that's not even a that's not even a question that's not even up for dispute whereas like the possible effects of some of these chemical based sunscreens like they're 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 you know they're considered safe and like they also like they you know like they're also like the thing about them is like you 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 use them more because they're less they're less I honestly think a lot of mineral sunscreens are just kind of nasty to use because they leave kind of just like this, like, like I said, like they, they can, if you use them at the recommended amounts and reapply them as you should, it can just kind of leave like this, like film on your skin, if that makes sense. Right. Right. And so that's why I kind of like default a lot to the chemical ones because they're not, you know, and the thing about the chemical ones too is like, The chemical ones we have in the United States are not even that great. The chemical based sunscreens that you can get from Canada, Europe, and most Asian countries, those are the ones that are really amazing. Like, you know, like the that's so that's what I like to tend
0: to use as much as possible. Okay, talk. So then to that end, talk about your favorite. What are your favorite sunscreens? Oh gosh. So my favorite sunscreen is La Roche-Posay,
1: the one that's made in either like the EU or um, Canada and it has Mexoral in it It, and that's spelled um, M-E-X-O-R-Y-L. And that is just like a, so the deal with, so just let me back up for a second. The deal with sunscreen in the U S is like sunscreen. I know this just from like running my own skincare company that like, if I were like, for example, there's no way i would ever make a sunscreen product because it's literally one of the most like heavily regulated items you could ever sell to anyone um it, just in terms of like the regulatory requirements uh, just cuz it's regulated so heavily by the fda and you don't want to um and so what that means is like yeah there's a good that gives you a lot of confidence maybe that like they are delivering like what they say they are which is great but the problem is also that like sunscreens in the United States they're like a generation or two behind like sunscreens that are available worldwide because the hoops that have to be cleared for like new sunscreen ingredients to be declared you know safe and effective and all of these things like they're just way I mean we're basically like applying like 1980s sunscreen to our face when like lots new better stuff is available so most skincare nerds I know like tend to use like sunscreen either like um just like j- japanese sunscreen canadian sunscreen like european sunscreen just because you can get those ingredients that are like um a and- lot more sheer a lot better feel for your face and like provide actually like in the case of mexoral like a lot better protection against like
0: the more aging uv rays so, and so is- that's why I
1: like La roche posay with mexoral
0: so wait is that mexoral the thing that's are we not allowed to get that in the u.s
1: well, so the way I do it is like, um, so here's how I order sunscreen. Like I go to eBay, I search Maxoral, and then like, I find all of this, th- then I like, I restrict to sellers who are actually shipping me the product from, because you know, like there are pitfalls to like buying these products off of like the, yeah. you know, these different sites. But like, I try to restrict to like, only sellers so like for example when i bought my sunscreen for the summer it was like an event where like i (laughs) found like one seller from canada like message them like you know i try to restrict it to like buying from the intended country um because there are people in the us who like will resell like these sunscreens but i don't know i feel like i trust it more if i can actually get it from the country where it's widely sold because i don't feel like there's much as incentive for yeah yeah
0: Yeah. and can you just go on la roche posay's website and buy it or no
1: no no well you can like they sell a u.s based version but it's not going to have the mexoral in it like you need like the canadian french version interesting okay international
0: listeners let's start a a downstream through pop apologists I'm not even kidding. Like, if I, yeah, that's uh, the,
1: that's, that's, it's, if you have a friend in Canada or Japan or, or, or something like that, is literally one of the best things you could ask them. Is okay. To okay. We're get some a call sunscreen out.
0: From their country. Perfect. Oh my gosh. This is seriously so stressful.
1: And if anyone from the FDA buy-
0: is listening, we're not doing that at all. I, the last thing I want to do is have to buy my sunscreen from eBay to get a, like some random, ingredient oh, i'm so lazy Lauren, and this is just you're not though, stressful. you don't you don't accurately represent people who are into skincare because you buy a vena lotion and that's all you use on your face essentially so I, I use ashley's serum i will say yeah so which is great i'm happy for you but you know people will go to great lengths for the right skincare products and that you can
1: buy, like, like for example, you can buy, like, especially, like, the... I haven't seen the Canadian ones, but, like, you can buy the Asian ones off of Amazon. Um, you know, like, it's... Um, I mean, I've done, like, insane stuff to, like, like I've, like, bought, like, UV reactive paper and, like, smeared different sunscreens I bought from Amazon on them and, like, tried to, like, run little tests, like, at home. Like, it's, re- you, you're right. Like, you can get, like, ridiculous about this. That's why I kind of default to putting, like, anti-UV film on my windows, drawing the shades and not going outside. Like, I feel like that's <laughs> actually the best option.
0: <laughs> but, yeah. It actually, just sounds so like a lot funny. of work. Just stay home. This is this – is, when we were all at Courtney's, like, two weeks ago or a week ago, Ashley looked at me and she's like, it doesn't look like you haven't been in the sun. Like, that was her, like, subtle oh waves my gosh, of shading me so and telling good. me that it looks like I'd had sun damage. I uh, – wait a second,
1: Lauren – okay <laughs> wait that's what i said i said it doesn't look like you haven't been in the sun yeah i
0: was like i i was like i i don't know what i said but anyway your response is basically like well it doesn't look like you haven't been in the sun <laughs> oh my gosh
1: i think your skin looks great but
0: but like like i like yeah, she like told us that she told us that if she was like five inches uh, t- shorter that people would think she was 19. At 37. That I actually will will buy. I'll buy that. People would not think the same thing about me, but I will buy that for Ashley. And Ashley told me that she will look 30 at 60. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. Okay. I could say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Thanks for listening to part one of our interview with our sister, Ash. Check out part two on our Patreon. Yep, this Friday. Link is in our Instagram bio to sign up. Love you guys. Bye.